Hello and welcome to another episode of Out and Proud, a Fidelity Pride production. This podcast empowers members of the LGBTQ plus community and allies to share their coming out stories with Fidelity and the whole wide world. I'm your host, Joe Shaw, and on today's episode, I speak to Rich Compson, who is one of the Fidelity Pride co-executive sponsors at the national level. Rich talks about his work at Fidelity over the last 20 years, what he has seen from an inclusion standpoint, how he has grown to be more of an active ally, and how you listening can be more active of an ally as well. It's a really great conversation. I think you're going to absolutely enjoy it. I'll be right back with Rich after this. Rich, thanks so much for stopping by Out and Proud today. How are you doing? Very well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. I'm interested to get your story because we've talked to Rob Cummings, the other executive sponsor, about his coming out story. And I think what's really beautiful is how active an ally you are, uh, both within the organization and outside the organization. So I'd love to know from you a little bit. Let's kind of set the table a little bit and talk about how how long you've been with Fidelity and how you've seen the company grow in general uh, during that time. And then we can revisit the the themes of inclusion and how Pride, the employee resource group, has grown as well as your involvement with them. That sounds great. So when, when did you start? Uh, how long have you been with the company? I just hit my 20th year this year. Nice. So Congratulations. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Just... <laughs> It's not the best year to have your 20th anniversary, right. but no big parties this year, but uh, I'm glad I've been here for 20 years. So Right, right. So let's talk through the culture of the workplace in the 2000s. So we're talking about, uh, you know, you've got a big tech boom that's occurring because you've got the internet and you've got computers. And so a very different time, uh, no Y2K for any of those who are wondering if, if that occurred. Right. And so, but what was it like entering the workforce during that kind of really interesting buzzy period of time? Yeah, there, there was a lot of, uh, change and uncertainty because we had a little bit of the, the tech bubble going on. There was a lot of growth that happened and then it somewhat imploded a bit. Right. So there was a bit of instability. So it was rah, rah, go, go, but then a bit of a pause, um, which, you know, caused some concern with, with folks. I mean, I don't think they had seen a significant downturn in, since the early 90s, sure. um, and it definitely caught some, some folks aback. Right. Now, I think that's really interesting because, you know, here we are 20 years removed from that, and we're seeing, I mean, I, I remember growing up and the technical evolution from one to from one step to another seemed to in my opinion and I understand I was a child and then a young adult and everything so it was a little bit different but um was able to see it seemed like it took quite a while for one leap to another for a period of time um and then it did kind of explode like leap after leap after leap and then kind of quieting down a bit as you're talking about but then now we're in this phase where I'm thinking back eight years ago five years ago 
two years ago, and the technological advancements in that time is astronomical from one to another. And so I think it's interesting that we're rapidly growing in our understanding of technology, our relationship with technology, and and how we use it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's really interesting. It's funny you mentioned Y2K as we kicked off. <laughs> Just before I, I, I came to Fidelity, I worked as a consultant, and my last couple of years was a Y2K um, project. We were helping a company get off of a legacy mainframe solution for their human resources, payroll, everything else. Um, and it was interesting, you know, we talk a lot about agile um, today, but some of those projects, it was all hands on deck. We had full stack teams that were focused on making sure we hit the window so you had business folks and developers and database experts all working together. Um, and that, I, to some extent, I think Y2K put an accelerator into transforming technology. Um, it was the beginning of those time. And when I, you know, when I came to Fidelity, I definitely saw that continuing um, with a huge emphasis. I, I mean, I think of Fidelity as much of a fintech firm, a technology firm, as I, I do a financial services firm. And right. You know, it's probably evolved even more that way in the 20 years I've been here. Yeah. No, that's a really good point that you talk about Fidelity being, you know, a technology company in, in that way, because you do see a lot of these, um, a lot of great work coming out of, for instance, the FCAT labs and a lot of new work being done to make the associate and the employees, associates, employees, interchangeable uh, lives um, more efficient and our ability to connect with each other and relate is paramount. And I think when you have, when you're in a world where everyone is remote, uh, you rely on it quite a bit. And it's really nice to be able to connect with folks. And so kind of using that as a, as a baseline for understanding how we as a tech, as a company have grown and evolved through the use of technology over the years, I'd love to go back and think about how we've evolved as our relationships with each other uh, to be a more inclusive workplace. Because I do think you're seeing a lot of, over the last several years, um, it, a more... A, way, a greater awareness, I would say, for folks to be more of an active ally. So I think perhaps a previous thought was, I will, I'm there for you as a friend. I'm there for you as a coworker, employer, whatever. I've got your back. I appreciate you. I support you. I'm not sure what else I need to do, but I'm here for you. Just kind of a blanket term. And what we're seeing now is more of an effort to be vocal, be out and proud, if you will, about being an ally and trying to create an inclusive work space so that way folks who come into the company can feel accepted and able to bring their full authentic self to work from from day one which was not always the case yeah i think that's right when i think back to when i first joined the company um i had um several friends that were gay or lesbian or or um, transgender probably more gay and lesbian at the time Sure. Um, but we're very quiet um, about that at work. And in fact, there was an individual that I worked with closely for a while. And, um, you know, we, we didn't really have any conversations about it. Um, and there was like a day one time that the person said, hey, I'm having a party this weekend. Um, would you like to come out and join me? And I'd say, I'd, I'd love to. And he's like, well, you know, Rich, I have a partner. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And he said, the, the, 
the partner's a man, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Well, I, I'd love to come join you. But I, I could just see the shock in his face about how, how I reacted. And um, it was it was really part of the journey that, that all I realized is I just needed to be there and be supportive. Um, and it wasn't anything magical. It's just be yourself and be supportive. And um, it was kind of an eye opener for me at the beginning of the journey to say, wow, I just need to be more open about how I talk about um, topics related to being a gay or lesbian so that I create a more open environment Sure, because I, I really wasn't aware. And it's, I kind of stumbled into it. You know, you bring up a good point and it goes a long way for members of the community to hear that and to feel that, how do I want to say it? this, this very casually fully accepting way, you know, the, the, I'm not making a big deal out of it. I'm super excited to meet your partner. I'm super excited to meet your significant other. I'm super excited to come and support you, whatever, you know, it, it's what's incredible about it. This is where I'm going. What's incredible about it is how normal it sounds with regards to everything else. I think members of the community are presenting it in this way. Like you said, your, your, your friend was presenting it to you of, well, it's my partner and my partner's a man because they clearly had been in a situation where they needed, they felt the need to disclose that. So folks didn't react in a negative way when they got there and they were trying to gauge who you were as a person and gauge who you were as an potential ally to figure out how open they could be with you. And the fact that you were very casually and intentionally like, oh yeah, yeah, that's great. Super excited. So when am I coming? What can I bring? What do I need to do? Allow them to feel like they can bring their full authentic selves to you and into conversations with you. Whereas previously they may have been a little cautious about it. And I think that is something where you're seeing a lot more of, a lot more of that today um, in 2020 and over the last couple of years. Whereas you may not have seen that, or it may have been more of a quiet acceptance. So let's let's go through in your own personal story, uh, outside of fidelity. When was your first um, interactions with someone who is a member of the LGBTQ plus community? Um, how did that kind of inform your opinion of the community to get you to this allyship spot, or did you not? And this is just something that you naturally were like, well, of course we would treat people this way. This wasn't this is a no brainer for me. <laughs> Well, it, it's funny, um, you know, my early um, associates were when I, I worked in, I worked in New York and I worked in Chicago as a consultant before I came Fidelity. And, you know, big cities, pretty contemporary, um, particularly New York, and had, you know, se several gay and lesbian friends along the way. Um, but I, I didn't really think about how I could support the pride community. I more thought about these are just really good friends that I like to spend time with. And then, then it evolved um, from there. Because um, as I think somewhere along the way, probably uh, there was a couple key seminal moments. One of them was a manager that I worked um, for Fidelity that we were very close. Um, she was a mentor to me. And um, at some point along the way, her son came out to her as gay. And I was probably one of the first people she talked to about it at work. And, you know, how do you, you know, Rich, how, you know, how am I feeling about this? What does it mean? Um, I want to be super supportive. 
and you know, for me, it was a very natural conversation. I said, "Oh, that's great. Uh, you know, I'm I'm glad um, he came out. I'm, I'm it's more like I'm sure he feels much more comfortable now that he can talk to you about it." And um, I think similar to the casual conversation you met, how I started this journey, that one came out very similarly. And you could see her guard all of a sudden went down too. It's like, oh, I can talk about this. This is going to be okay. Um, I can now fully get support from people around me to help my son. Right. So that was a big, big moment. Um, and that was really a, when I started getting more involved, um, was seeing how I could support the broader community. I wasn't fully involved with um, Pride at the time. But through those events, I met people like John Basili and others and just became more connected and started to join into the Pride team and saying, hey, how can I think about what I'm doing here broadly as an individual outside of work, but then also start to bridge that into how can I help my friends at work as well? Right. No, I think that's that's crucial. And one of the things that I really picked up on when you were talking about this was the the question. So asking, what can I do uh, to get more involved? What can I do to bring these conversations to the rest of the firm? What can I do to um, provide more development opportunities? Like what can I do to help kind of instill an overall change from my position, whether it's my position as um, you know, a worker in the company or a position as an ally within the community? What are the ways to do that? And I think there are this is what I think is, is key about that is that for too long, there have been not enough active allies, visible allies who are, who are working to, to drive the conversation forward as far as how do we be supportive and how do we help bring about change from our position of kind of a conversation. It's been very, well, I'm supportive, but I'm going to be quiet because I don't want to take space. Absolutely. We don't want to take space. What we need to do is help create space because we open different doors than folks within the communities. So, I think now you're getting folks who want to do more and want to drive those conversations forward. And now that there are such prominent active allies within the organization, they can say, there's a precedent. This is what we're doing. This is how we can help. Um, Let's join Pride. Let's join these other groups. And let's use our opportunities and moments that we have to bring other people into the conversation who can better represent the overall struggles and conversations and we're there to support, you know? Yeah, I, I think I think that's absolutely right. And I've seen that evolution over the last several years where it just has created a much more open environment to have the, those conversations. And, you know, it's, it's taken a bit of time. At the same time, I feel like there's still a long way to go. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, I look at, I have two daughters in their, their low 20s and I've watched them um, come up through high school. Um, And while there's some tough moments for for them along the way that they've experienced with their friends that are in the LGBTQ community, it's even a more open environment. So I look at that as kind of the next generation that's coming and I'm like, wow, you know, how do we accelerate corporate America to keep up with what my kids are like? Because, you know, it's a a much more, open um, space than even we have today. And people are much more willing to share their personal stories and be comfortable around their friends. Um, While there still are challenges and you see it, 
um, it's like, I'm like, it's, I'm, I guess I'm hopeful because I see that generation coming through, but at the same time, it's for my, my current friends in, uh, at work, I wish that that time would come even faster. Yeah. I definitely concur with that. And I think, you know, when we think about the next several generations, so Gen Z and, and beyond, there are, they're already getting it. You know, as you alluded to talking about your daughters and their friends and then other folks, they're already getting the idea of a more inclusive workforce, a more inclusive workplace. So how do we prep corporate America for them, for their arrival uh, as they're arriving so that way they can feel like they can just hit the ground running. There's no ramp up time for them. You know, what, what, what do you feel? What is maybe a better question to ask here? is what can one do in their own individual role? So we've talked kind of collectively about how we've got a lot to do, but I think maybe more individually, if people want to be a more active ally and help bring about this change, whether at Fidelity or somewhere else, what what are some steps that you would encourage them to do to kind of keep that ball rolling and keep that conversation going? I think one of the, the simple start kind of ideas that you can do is just to be visibly supportive um, and, you know, it sounds, it sounds small, but, you know, going to a pride event, being seen by others as being supportive, you know, putting your pronouns um, on your email, um, they're, they're, those are just small gestures, but they give people an indication of an environment where um, it's a safe place to be, it's a place that you are supported and um, I think the more little things like that you can do, or, you know, when we're back in the office, it's having, you know, decals or stickers on your computer or whatever that shows your support. It, it, you're by, just by doing those little things, it's creating a, an environment that someone walks into, I believe, and says, I belong here. I feel supported here. I think that's the, the, the best way to start. Because um, if you're quiet and you don't express your support, then you, people don't know. Right. Um, if you if you if you give the signs that you are supportive, um, I think it then creates room for others uh, to be supportive. And I've definitely seen that in my teams over time. Yeah, definitely. Well, Rich, thank you for being out and proud. <laughs> thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Joe. You're welcome. If you would like to know more about how you can get started with Fidelity Investments today, go to fidelitycareers.com. That's fidelitycareers.com to get started on your Fidelity career today.